and welcome to Population Health Plugin, a show highlighting current public health topics in our community and things of interest to students across the university. My name is Elena Kidd, and I am a program manager in the Office of Public Health Practice at the UAB School of Public Health. And I'm very excited to be joined today by one of our alumna, Dr. Wilma Robinson. Dr. Robinson earned a Master's of Public Health with a concentration in maternal and child health in 1998. In 2001, she began working for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, or HHS, and currently serves as the Deputy Executive Secretary of HHS. Dr. Robinson joined us earlier today for career conversations with Dean Irwin, but we wanted to invite her also to do a podcast with us to learn more about her story since graduating from the School of Public Health. So, welcome back to UAB, and we really appreciate you being here today and taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, for those who may not be familiar with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, can you give us a brief background of HHS, um, its mission, and some of the programs it administers? Sure. Um, it's, it is the mission of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, to enhance and protect the health and well-being of all Americans. We fulfill this mission by providing for effective health and human services and fostering advances in medicine, public health, and social services. Um, organizationally, um, HHS has 11 operating divisions, including eight um, agencies in the U.S. Public Health Service and three human service agencies. And these divisions administer a wide variety of health and human services and conduct life-saving research for the nation, protecting and serving all Americans. Also in HHS, we have the Office of the Secretary, where I sit. I sit in the immediate Office of the Secretary. Um, HHS's Chief Policy Officer, the Secretary is the Chief Policy Officer and General Manager, and administers and oversees the organization its programs and its activities. And then we also have the deputy secretary and a number of assistant secretaries um, that carry out uh, office support across HHS to support the operating divisions, your CDCs, your NIH, your FDA, your HRSA. Those are our operating divisions. And I know you talked a little bit in the career conversations about what you do um, and your responsibilities as the Deputy Executive Secretary. And I know you probably wear lots of different hats, so it's not just one thing that you do, but as best as possible, can you tell us what you do in that role? So in general, I manage the department's development and review of regulations, correspondence, reports to Congress, and other policy documents. I facilitate discussions on policy decisions across agencies. Um, I also seek to identify, manage, and help resolve the many complex technical issues that HHS must consider, for example, COVID-19, Ebola, Mm -hmm. other um, public health emergencies, and ensure that the secretary receives thoroughly developed options and supporting materials and making key policy decisions. And on top of that, what does a typical day for you look like in those roles? And I know there's probably not a typical day but what does a typical day look like for so, you? So we're not always in public health emergency state, but a typical day for me, it's a, a lot of meetings. Uh, I uh, herd a lot of cats, and mm-hmm. I get people to play in the sand well. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my day is focused on um, brokering relationships, gathering the best thinking and where there are differing opinions, trying to see where, ha, trying to have them see where the commonality is mm-hmm. and being able to bring those policies or those policy positions forward to the secretary in a concise manner, but also where we're not 
arguing in front of the secretary, where we're actually presenting um, the kind of best thinking, as I said. Um, so a lot of my day is spent in meetings. Um, I also manage a staff of 27 highly functional people, and so dealing with the day-to-day of being a manager as well. What do you enjoy most about working with the HHS? I know that you've been working there for 19 years. You've dedicated over 19 years of service to the federal government. But what do you enjoy most about working there, and what first got you interested in working with HHS? So I, what I enjoy most is helping people, right? I Either my staff, um, when there is a crisis, being able to be at the forefront of the thinking around that, um, being able to use my expertise to make a difference. That's what I enjoy most. I like HHS because I'm not doing the same thing every day or every year. It's always a different environment and different situation. What brought me to HHS is I worked in the private sector as a consultant, and I kind of felt like I hit a glass ceiling as an African-American woman. Even though I was very young, I didn't see the growth in where I was in consulting. I had been working on the same project for four years, in addition to multiple other projects. But I had been training my bosses Mm -hmm. as they cycled through, but was never offered the opportunity to take on as a manager. And even though I was very young, I just felt like that growth wasn't there. And I felt like in the federal government, I had a fair playing field, no matter my race or ethnicity or my gender, Mm -hmm. that I I would be able to move up um, and not be hindered. And I felt like I have been able to do that in the federal government. And this question's not on the list, but what do you think's made you so successful in your career? Because you've been extremely successful with how you've just kind of progressed through the HHS, but what do you think's made you Well, first, I think it's the grace of God, right? (laughs) Often I encourage people to network and to get to know other people in other disciplines. That was not my journey, right? I'm a extrovert with introvert tendencies, so just going out and saying, hi, I'm Wilma, you know, what do you do was not my way of reaching people and getting my name out. But what I am is a heart worker, and I became the person that others could go to to get the job done. I would volunteer to sit on committees and teams and, you know, became the worker bee, volunteered to take on work that other people didn't want to do. And it became, I grew a name for myself in the department as someone you want on your team. Like, she's going to go above and beyond to get that work done. And I made a name for myself in that way. And to now where I people call me all the time just to pick my brain because I've experienced so much while I've been at HHS. But I also try to stay current with what's going on in the field of public health and, and health in general. What made you decide, um, going back to your, your MPH, what made you decide on your uh, the MPH degree and what made you choose UAB for your MPH? So interesting enough, I was on the path at Emory to go to med school. And I think my junior year or maybe sophomore year, well, my sophomore year, UAB did a fair, participated in a graduate fair at Emory. And one of my friends who was a senior was going to the fair and she brought me with her. And although I was a sophomore, I met um, the the recruiters at UAB and they talked to me about public health and kind of created this other avenue of health in my mind that I knew nothing about. And they stayed in contact with me through the rest of my undergraduate career. But I was still focused on going to med school and around 
my junior year, I was taking a competitive vertebrae anatomy class. And I love the sciences. I love lab and I love biology. And my professor at the time said, if you score the top 10% in this class um, on this test, your reward would be to go to the med school and dissect a cadaver. And I remember saying to myself, that's not a prize. That's punishment. <laughs> like, I'm good at yeah. dissecting animals, animals, cows, person. pigs. But a person, I would, I'm very empathetic, so I didn't think that would work. And I remember saying to myself, well, if you can't dissect a cadaver, how in the world are you going to go to med school? And then I remembered UAB and that relationship that we had over the years. So I applied to the school my senior year and kind of changed focus from med school to go to public health with the intentions of maybe going to, to med school later. But once I got to UAB, I fell in love with public health. And I was like, oh, I can help people and not have to deal with blood? Right yeah. up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And how did you think that the UAB School of Public Health impacted your professional career? I think it made me kind of who I am today, right? One, public health back in 1996 wasn't, to me, a well-known field, right? Everyone knew medicine, the medical model. Um, but population health wasn't as well understood, at least in the general public. Mm -hmm. And so coming to UAB, I didn't know what jobs I could take on. Mm -hmm. To me, it was just a stepping stool to med school. But once I got here and I realized what public health was, and um, UAB taught me the fundamentals of public health, what population health is, what's research, what are the, what's the health behavior model, what's uh, how to do um, health research, mm. how to understand environmental health, you know, you know, all of that and above, organizational health, epidemiology, what's a pandemic, what's an epidemic, what's the difference, right? Mm -hmm. All that, that basic fundamental understanding was what I built my career on, I gained from UAB. And that's something I feel like we still struggle with, what is public yeah. health and defining public health. That has gotten a lot but of I think the great thing about public health, once you understand it, you understand that public health is in every aspect mm -hmm. of life. And when I was in um, UAB, I was focused on maternal child health, which has been incorporated in the healthcare organization, health policy organization discipline. And Dr. Clement would always say, MCH is in everything. Well, public health is in everything, everything. every aspect, even border control. We have public health service corps workers mm. in border control, you know, at FBI, at Parks Department. Mm. You know, public health is everywhere. Mm. And so I do think that once you understand what public health is, you can see yourself in any. I have friends who work in the health and wellness entities within Fortune 500 companies, business, which is not a field that you would traditionally think of public health. Yeah. In your opinion, what can students do while they're at school or in school to prepare them to enter the workforce and start their career? So I think one of the things is to make yourself marketable, make yourself to stand out from the average. You're all graduating at the same time. What sets you apart from the other person? And one is to really hone in those soft skills, um, even though you may not want to go into research, but having a background and having a clear understanding of how to run data and to do data analysis, that's a key skill that you can use in any discipline that if I was hiring and I wanted a policy analyst to, to dissect policy or someone who could do health behavior research, but they knew how to do data analysis, I'm going to hire them because I'm getting two for one. I'm getting a bang for my buck. So I think understanding those soft skills, understanding policy analysis, policy thinking, analytical thinking, um, comprehension, being able to read something and really 
understand the depth of that thing, writing skill, basic fundamental being able to write. Or if I'm looking for a junior person, I know someone that I'm going to have to train in the discipline that I'm working in. If they can write, if they can speak well, if they can comprehend a document, have some analytical ability, being able to take what I give them and assess and make recommendations, I don't care what else they have, I can work with that. And so I think having those soft skills. And teamwork. Yes, Because I love what you mentioned in your career conversations about teamwork, how important teamwork Teamwork is. Teamwork is very important. You never escape teamwork, even in school when you think you're going to be on your own, you're never actually on your own once you get into the real world. I told the story of my first project in one of my classes was to work as a team, and I miserably failed because I was so focused on me as an individual. And when I complained to the professor about how lazy and the audacity of me to say that, but how lazy my teammates were, I ended up getting a B in the in that assignment and my classmates, my teammates got an A because I didn't learn the valuable lesson of how to work as a team. And so I think understanding one of the things you can take from UAB is how to work with other people, how to get the best out of those that you're working with. Even and when that, you may not disagree exactly, or may not agree, agree. with them. And, yes, exactly. And then do you have any advice for students interested in working for the federal government, whether it be HHS, HRSA, CDC? I mentioned this earlier in my talk. Usually in an in a election period, whether it's at the beginning of administration or the end of administration, that's a, a key opportunity to break into the federal government because you have a lot of job opportunities. People are trying, agencies and offices that have full-time employees, vacancies, they are trying to get that filled before the election. Because if the administration should change, or even sometimes a secretary will leave after an administration, and they'll put a hiring freeze so that the vacancies are not all filled before the person takes office in January. And so that six months, no one wants to be without the staff that they need, and so they will often try to get everything filled between July and September. That's a great time period to go to usajobs.gov across the federal government, not just in HHS, and look for opportunities. And O-RISE. And O-RISE. Presidential. Yes, yes. O-RISE, O-R-I-S-E, is a kind of like a consultant-type internship program that allows you to get your foot in the door in the federal government. I think they're from one to three years in max, sometimes five years, depending on the project. Um, and that's a good way to get it in. The presidential managerial fellows, there are also grant opportunities across NIH and CDC and other funding opportunities to fund research projects that students are interested in and willing to take part. So postdoctoral programs or pre-doctoral programs as well. And we'll put those links in the description for yes. the YouTube as well for yes. students to find. And well, thank you so much for being here. It was great talking with you and we really appreciate you sharing your story with our listeners and subscribers. And thank you for listening. Please tune in next time for another episode of Population Health Plugin. Mm-hmm.